lovely <laughs> listeners. Welcome back to another episode of My Sister's TBR. I'm Stacy, and with my co-host Rebecca, we discuss our past, current, and future reads. We're thrilled to have you join us as we dive into our holiday reads. So get ready for heartwarming tales, festive magic, and our top picks to curl up with during this joyous season. Grab a cup of hot chocolate, settle in, and let's unwrap the magic together. So this episode, we are going to be talking about all of our holiday reads. Now that we're past Christmas and we're just kind of out of the holiday spirit now, yeah. but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Well, I have to delay and I sort of have to try to hold on to all my Christmas spirit because COVID is sort of taking over our Christmas. And so we're doing that all in a couple weeks. So yeah, I have to try to hold on to it. <laughs> what better way than to talk about our Christmas reads? <laughs> hmm. So I know last episode we did talk about how our last episode was our last episode virtually. <laughs> we, but yeah. here we are again. <laughs> Still virtually. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But like I said, illness just sort of took over during the holiday and uh, threw a big old wrench in all of our plans. But the next episode we will be together. The next two. The next two we will be together. Whoop, whoop. Oh, so exciting. Yay. Uh, but yeah, one more to get through. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Have we have we done an episode since we did our uh, 1K giveaway on Instagram? No, we have not. Oh. Uh, so we our goal was to hit the 1,000 followers by the end of the year. And we did <laughs> well before the end of the year, which is really exciting. So we did do a... Uh, 1,000 follower giveaway and we had quite a bit of uh, like interaction on that post it was great that was our most yet I think I think so yeah yeah that yeah you guys like blew that out of the park thank you so much I can't even see like how many comments we had on it but we had uh, 98 likes and that wasn't even part of the contest yeah, the just the comments. So, um, I think the comments were up over like 200 the last I. 281. Wow, so almost 300. Yeah. That's incredible. Awesome. If you go to our Instagram at my sister's TBR, um, the 1K giveaway is just there and you can, uh, you can check it, see who the winner was. So we're looking forward to doing more giveaways yeah. in the future now that we've got uh, got the process down pat. I guess the next one maybe we'll do a maybe a 1.5 maybe that's kind of that that might be soon but yeah <laughs> i just i like i like giving things away i know <laughs> and like every giveaway now is gonna have a one of our embroidered beanies which are so comfortable they're so cute i love mine <laughs> in my romanticy era mm-hmm well, I guess we should get into our our books. Yay! I finally had a month where I didn't read only two books. <laughs> Milestone. <laughs> it's only three, but hey, it's one more than what I'm used to. <laughs> I'm surprised that you managed to get more done than just the feature read because you had, like, a lot of traveling, a lot of visiting. Yeah. So... But like, so it's awesome. My main 
reading was done before I even traveled slash mm. during my travels, right? So like, yeah, I only just finished the featured read yesterday. Oh wow! Because I mean, I only had like ten percent left, so I was putting it off and putting it off. Um, mm-hmm. and then I realized that I put it off for too long. <laughs> So I had to cram that in yesterday. That is very us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, it's like uh, last month's um, book club book was Iron Flame. Mm-hmm. And I will talk about this a bit more when we get into it. But I was right down to like the last minute. I was during the book club video chat. Finding out <laughs> the ending on camera. <laughs> Okay, so more, that was, that's that was a real... fun for them to experience. Yeah, my reaction to yeah. to what was happening. Oh, so, but God. I'll talk about that more when uh, when we get into our books. Yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we talk about our books? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. No. Um, but I feel like you read more books than I did this month, so you should start. Okay. Well, maybe what I'll do is I will start with the two books that I finished at the end of November. Fair. Okay. Because I finished those after we recorded November's episode. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the first one was Iron Flame. <laughs> I just talked about it. Uh, so, this is book two of Fourth Wing, which everybody knows about by now. Amazing. Um, I, won't, I won't read the description again. Like Like we've said, we don't really like... You know, given those spoilers to anybody that, you know, doesn't like reading descriptions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, but it is a fantasy romance, obviously. There's dragons. Uh, Nobody should ever need any more reason to read a fantasy <laughs> book. That's it. Just, right there's there. There's dragons. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it was a big, like, 884 pages. So is Fourth Wing also almost 800? Because they look very uh, similar in size. I have them right here. My two special editions. Beautiful. Which I'm so proud of. Beautiful. They are very beautiful. So, Fourth Wing. Now, this one is with the um, the other chapters in uh, Zayden's <sighs> point of view. So, now, this one is 518 pages. Dang. Yeah. So, it's still, like... So, Iron Flame was, like, a whole additional book like <laughs> how we usually like compare books to being yeah. you know like the 300 pages is what we typically you know yep. so this is like two towards. books in one <laughs> yeah so i think goodreads is lying it's not 884 pages goodreads it's 623 pages what so <sighs> who can we trust if we can't trust goodreads i don't trust goodreads anymore i feel lied to <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, Iron Flame was great. Um, I rated it a four versus Fourth Wing being a five. Oh, interesting. Yep, I had a very difficult time getting into this one, and now, I know. Yeah, it was immediately after Manacled. Yes. So I don't want anybody to think here that. Iron yeah. Flame is like don't, not good. Yeah, don't just assume that is not. Yeah, that is not a good book because it is. Yeah, it's just I was in a very uh, dark place after Manacled, 
and I still don't oh. feel like I'm I'm through it. Like I may just go back and reread it again. I'm still in the process of binding it myself. Uh, so once that's done, I am I'm just going back to it. It's going to be one of those books that's going to be a annual read for me. I think. Yeah. Because oh. it was so so good. Anyways, okay. Iron Flame. We're not here talking about manacles. <laughs> I could, though. My whole life, I, I could just <laughs> devote to Manacled at this point. Uh-huh. Um, so Iron Flame. So it was, I did find a little bit slower than what Fourth Wing was. I feel like there was a lot that they covered in Iron Flame that probably could have been um, broke up into its own novel. Hmm. Yeah, it was, it's, it's hard to obviously say without spoilers, so I I won't, but... Uh, it was still really great. The dynamic between all the characters was phenomenal. There were obviously the really big, like, WTF moments mm-hmm. and, like, twists and stuff. Uh, you haven't read it yet, right? I haven't. I've been waiting. Okay. It's just on my shelf at home. <laughs> <laughs> so when you do read it, we will have to do more of a in-depth discussion because it it really deserves more... Uh, more talk than just than just me saying oh yeah it was really good <laughs> also also oh my god what yeah do you not know what i'm talking about right now <laughs> you're supposed to be able to know. read my mind um I, listen i have covid so it's it's fuzzy <laughs> rebecca yaros made a tiktok was just saying the number three on the whiteboard oh yes yes yeah, I think I shared that to our story. Yeah, yes. so she is in the process of plotting out book number three. Oh my god. Yeah, I love it. I can't wait. This is definitely up there on my like favorite series so far. And there are only there's only two books. I'm just I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Why? With how this okay. My reaction to the ending of Fourth Wing, you know how that was like such a huge, huge, it's, that was tame compared to the cliffhanger of Iron Flame. Oh my God. Yeah. And I had to read this or like, (sighs) you know, find it out on video with the book club. And I was just. (laughs) I just could not process what I was reading. Oh my god. So anyways. Yeah. It's it's a doozy and there's so many um like theories, conspiracy theories. Oh, I love them. Oh, yeah. You really should have been there for the book club. I need to start recording the book club oh, meetings yes, because you that was such a good one. We were like talking about all the different theories that were mm. going around and what we thought was happening. With all the characters. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> really good. Four stars, like I said. Um, it was first published in November. I don't think I said that. Um, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> I uh, So I've been re-watching Game of Thrones. Uh, just watching da- Daenerys, like, get on her dragons. And, like, that just... I'm, like, sat there. I'm, like... <sighs> like, I just feel like I'm just... I was not made for this world. <laughs> I was made for that world. Yeah. Riding dragons. Where's my Where's, dragon? <laughs> Where's our dragons? <laughs> oh, God. So good. So good. Yeah. So good. Okay, what was your next read? 
yeah, my next read I finished in November. Uh, you Were Meant for Me by Kate Nolan. So it's number 10 in the series. I didn't realize that, but it was like all the novels are standalones. You know, standalones. Okay. They're of different people in like the family, town. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I didn't really care much to go back and check out the other ones. So what made you pick this one out of instead of the other nine? I don't know why, but one day as I was scrolling down through the Facebook groups, the book groups that I'm in, um, there was a post asking for uh, recommendations on accidental pregnancy books. And I was like, okay, you know, it's been a while since I've read a good like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. What are we going to do? So I was going down through some of the comments and this one was mentioned often. So I was like, you know, it's only a, how many pages it doesn't even show me how many pages it was Mm. on goodreads i am soon given goodreads the friggin boot 186 pages oh she's nice and uh nice and short yeah so that was another reason why i you know i grabbed it because it was a short book why not okay i'll read out the description keep in mind i rated it too (laughs) An accidental pregnancy uh, romance for Wishful's most eligible bachelor. I guess Wishful is the town, maybe? Okay, cute. Maybe? Yeah. Just a fling, she said. Tess Payton wanted to do something fun and reckless and wholly out of character. A steamy weekend with with a Scotsman seemed like a plan. When her Scotsman turned out to be a good southern boy, that's a minor deviation. Then one night turns to two, two turns to more, and suddenly she knows she's in way over her head. This is why one should always stick to the plan. Bachelor for life, he said. But that was before all of Mitch Campbell's friends, cousins, and even his little sister started pairing off like someone was building an ark. No wonder he fell and (laughs) fell hard. For his no attachments, no last names, European fling, and just when he's ready to tell the woman of his dreams that he wants to change that arrangement, she disappears, leaving him with no means of tracking her down and a big ol' hole in his heart. And then fate stepped in. Because guess what? The guy Tess ran out on in Edinburgh shows up at a family dinner. He's her dad's new wife's brother's son. <laughs> what does that make them? It makes them on again, according to Mitch, and the explosive chemistry between them. Tess feels it too, along with a side of awkward, continued uncertainty, and some kind of stomach virus that seems to bother her most in the mornings. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Also, the fact that that's a uh, dual POV, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, like, it It really does seem like a great book. Like, it has the comedy. It has, you know, the, you know, I guess the accidental pregnancy trope. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know, like, it just, something about it. Okay, I, I think I need to clarify. The reason why I'm kind of confused about this one is because I remember reading it, but I don't remember why I was so harsh with my review. <laughs> <laughs> so my brain is a little, like, foggy. Dang. Oh. Oh. I remember. The miscommunication trope is massive in this book. Here That's we are. Why. Of course. <laughs> yes. Because she keeps, like, running instead of talking about things. 
that's why I rated it so low. Yeah. Okay. That it makes was sense. so frustrating for me to read this book because of that. Yeah. Like, you are an adult. <laughs> Use your words. Act your age. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, the... <laughs> The ending had me literally rolling my eyes. I, uh, if, okay, are, are you ever going to read this book? No. No? Okay. If you, okay, listeners, if any of you are going to read this book, mute me for about 30 seconds. <laughs> the very ending, she is in labor and they get married in the hospital room as she is in labor. Tell me, in what fucking universe am I going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm in, you know, I'm in active labor right now. But yeah, let's 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 bring somebody in and let's say our vows and get married before the baby shows up. What is the purpose of that? (laughs) That I mean, no disrespect for Kate Nolan. Like, maybe her other books are wonderful, but that just sent me over the edge. (laughs) Especially like. (laughs) You've given birth twice now. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> oh. No, like there ain't no way <laughs> that would ever happen. At that point when I am in active labor and, you know, I am angry. Yeah. <laughs> I have I get have no here. bone in my body that wants to be romantic and get married right now. <laughs> I just want this out of me. <laughs> what? Just wait the extra couple yeah. of hours. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that that's <sighs> what sent me over the edge and it was a two star. Understood. Yeah. Understood. <sighs> oh god. Now I know why I just blocked <laughs> it out of my memory because <laughs> you just wanted that gone. Uh, yeah. Okay. What did you read? Give give me one. Just, just any. Okay. So, I my first one for this month was Christmas Cupid. So I know you read this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we were talking about this during our last episode yes. because you were currently reading it last episode. Um, I think so, we had very different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hold on. So, Christmas Cupid by Ilsa Madden Mills. Uh, But it's 147 pages. It's a Christmas romance novella. It's also like a sports romance. So, that's why I expected you to, like, really Mm -hmm. like it. Yeah. Um, Dual point of view. Uh, He is, like, a big hockey player. Uh, Enemies to romance. Whoa. (laughs) Enemies to lovers. Oh, yeah. Uh, one bed trope, like, mm, mm, mm. Checked off a lot of uh, boxes. Yeah, right? So I I really did enjoy it, honestly. I rated it, um, mm, I rated it four stars. I feel like I'm a little bit too giving with my four stars because, like, if I were to compare this to, like, one of my Akatar four stars or mm. my fourth, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, but that's... I need, yeah. like, two different spectrums where it's, like, romanticy is one spectrum and then everything else is another spectrum. <laughs> yeah. 
You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, my four star, even my three star fantasy books hold different yeah. than what my four and three star romance books hold. Yep. Okay. That's interesting. We need to create a new yeah rating system. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get on that. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Sneaky Santa, I'd like to have a word about your sense of humor. Was it really necessary to stick me, a professional hockey player, nursing an injury and avoiding the media in an isolated cabin with a bratty, boot-designing princess who seems to have made it her mission to despise me? I mean, come on, what did I ever do to you? And let's talk about our first encounter. Was it your intention for her to barge in on me while I was enjoying a soak in the tub? It wasn't exactly my finest moment, and I'm sure she didn't appreciate the view of my massive body floundering around as I tried to grab a towel. Um, I would have mean. Mm, yeah. What woman would not appreciate that? Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, now I'm stuck with her, thanks to a mutual acquaintance. In the middle of a snow blizzard, navigating through bear attacks, sketchy neighbors, and a whole lot of tension. I had plans, Santa. Plans to escape to Cabo and forget about the world. Not to be trapped with a woman who thinks I'm unworthy of her time just because she can't stand hockey players. Okay. (laughs) Oh, and speaking of our delightful Iris, she's stingier with her food than Scrooge was with his pennies. I'm not asking for a feast, but a guy's got to eat. And could you possibly turn her yippy dog into a reindeer or something? It would certainly add to the Christmas spirit and save my eardrums. I'm trying to rediscover the meaning of Christmas and you throw me into this chaos. Is this some kind of test or are you just having a jolly laugh up there in the North Pole? So here's my Christmas wish, Santa. Sprinkle a bit of your magic and either get me out of here or be a Cupid and ignite a fiery, undeniable passion between us. Because right now, this scenario is frostier than a snowman. <laughs> so I thought this was really cute. Like I she was a little bit annoying. Um like I know we touched on this last episode. Um but I was able to look past that. I don't know. Maybe I was just like in a really good mood while I was reading this. Maybe. Maybe. Um but it was like I don't know. I just like those tropes. I just I just yeah. eat it up. I love it. Um <laughs> so it wasn't really like an like an insta love. Like I'm not really big into insta loves, but every now and then I I like to read them just to you know quick nice read. You know I get right to the point. Um, yeah. But it was it was still quick, obviously, because they were only there for like not very long. <laughs> yeah. Um. But like the like build up three to or that four days or something. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. not very much time at all. But yeah. Um. I guess when you know you know who knows. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um. But, like, the build-up to it was still really good. To the, like, I, I got giddy when, like... Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I found that, like... Because I've never written... Or I've never read anything by this Ilsa Madden Mills before. Um, but she... She's also a really good writer in the sense of, like, giving a lot of, um, like, character to her... Oh, yeah. Her people and, like, like the humor and stuff like that. Like, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I like the banter between them. Yeah, right? Like, the banter yeah. and, like, the jokes. Like, I don't know. I thought it was really good. And then with her, like, how the, like, the way that she would talk to her dog, like, it was almost like they could, like, I don't know. 
<laughs> it was like kind of weird I at think, first, but <laughs> I think that's one part that sort of made me kind of weird about it was how um how human like I don't know I guess the dog was or you know the intuition that the dog had mm. like to me having two dogs yeah it just felt like it took me out of it a little bit because there was no way my dogs were reacting like that in some of those scenarios yeah. like I know one of my dogs is <laughs> a lunatic <laughs> but <laughs> yeah I don't know. I rated it three stars after, so it wasn't okay. wasn't terrible. Yeah, I feel yeah. like, I feel like, yeah, I I would change my rating to three stars, and like that's not like, like again, like I said, like I'm literally just comparing it now to my other four stars, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's not it's not up now there. that the high is sort of yeah, you know, down a little, yeah, yeah, but like I find that I find that I rate things kind of high. In the moment. As soon as I'm done reading it. Because I'm just like, wow. Like, that was such a... <laughs> but then after, like, I start thinking about different things and, you know, it's it starts to settle a little. I'm just like, maybe it was like a 3.5, not a yeah. 4. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. As it, like, sinks in. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, like, the guy... I mean, I was sold right away. Like, he was six foot five, very big build hockey player mm-hmm. you know and like he was possessive <laughs> he was possessive and rude and demanding and intimidating like i would i don't know i would actually no i am i like my red flags even in in this if i was just gonna say yeah. if i met this person in real life would i even like him yeah who am i trying to kid here <laughs> god <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The red flags i don't know who i said this to the other day I, I don't have a clue. Was it you? Maybe that the red flags aren't red; they're just pink. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that was me or not. I don't. Remember. I don't know who I would have said that to. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know, but overall, it was a cute, like very, very easy read. Super short. Yeah. yeah. I just found her very annoying. Like I had a really hard time with her. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because I am so far in the opposite direction of like yeah. her personality and her character yeah that i was just I, yeah. I don't know i just didn't like her no i can <laughs> i can see that i know like last episode you were saying how uh like why would she go out in a blizzard with like designer knee high her boot and then just leave it <laughs> and the snow back in without a boot yeah especially when they're knee high boots like that i mean shock maybe i don't know i just it it took me out of the moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, I still rated it three, so it's not not terrible. It was still a cute read. What was your next read? Okay. Uh, if the Fates Allow by Rainbow Rowell. Um, this was a very short story. It was only 38 pages. Romance Christmas short story. And I rated it four stars. I did really enjoy this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. It might give some people some PTSD from uh, 2020, but uh, maybe that's what gave me COVID. I read about COVID. <laughs> there we go. It was, the first, it was the first book that I read that like really dove into how a lot of us felt during that first Christmas. You brought it on. Like. 
Yep, that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. After a long, lonely year, two people stumble toward each other in this holiday short story by the number one New York Times bestseller and author of Eleanor and Park and Fangirl. Uh, apparently, this is Fangirl 1.5. And I, oh. I never read Fangirl. So. Hmm. So, I don't know. Anyways, if somebody else knows, maybe they can let me know <laughs> where the connection lies. Um, <clears throat> social distancing came easily to Reagan. Maybe a little too easily. She's always liked people better from afar. But Regan doesn't want her grandpa to be alone for Christmas this year. He's already spent too much time on his own in 2020. So she heads back to her hometown with a dish of holiday jello salad, hoping they can have a little normalcy, hoping it will be safe. She isn't expecting to run into the boy next door. Mason is all grown up now. He's considerate. He's funny. He doesn't mind how prickly Regan is. He maybe even likes it. And it makes Regan feel like her defenses are falling. She needs her defenses, doesn't she? In a time when six feet is close enough, how long can they keep their distance? Oh. It's so, so cute. Um, so I related to her a lot in this, like, short story. Because I'm very much the type that I am totally okay with the social distancing. Yep. You know, like, I... <laughs> Further away, the better. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm not really a sociable person, I guess. So, to me, like, I just, I really felt a connection to Regan. And also, like, she, her reaction to everything with COVID. Um, like, how she did the, the two-week isolation before she went to spend Christmas with her, her mm. grandfather. You know, she was the only one in her family that was really taking these precautions seriously. They were all still getting together Christmas time. And she was just like, I I don't want to risk it. Her grandpa was the same. So they had that like connection that they both took COVID seriously Mm. and, you know, wanted to do the isolation and wanted to spend Christmas together because this was the first Christmas that um, that they were spending together uh, with her grandmother. So she didn't want her grandpa to, you know, be alone for Christmas. Yeah. So again... That brought back a lot of uh, memories for us. Like, even as she's in her grandfather's house, she's talking about the picture frames on the walls of all the grandchildren hmm. that were really thick because of all the pictures growing up. Yeah. Like, Nan used to do that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, like there were so many little things that just really reminded me of Nan and Christmases with Nan and stuff like that. Right? So, reading that book, like, I just... I did get a couple of um, highlights because I thought that you would appreciate. Okay, so like there's this one. Regan had spent every Christmas of her life sitting at one of the card tables set up in the living room, the kids' tables. This wasn't how she wanted to move up. God, even if this were a normal Christmas, the only reason there'd be more room at the big table was because grandma was gone. Would they even have had Christmas here anymore? Or would Regan's parents take over? Would their extended family split into smaller units all the aunts and uncles doing their own thing. Like, that's exactly what happened to us. Yeah. Yeah. And then the part about this, the pictures, she framed every school photo the grandkids ever gave her, always leaving the old ones inside so that the pictures <laughs> stacked up and made the backs hard to close. Regan's senior picture was sitting on a coffee table in the living room, and if you open it up, her whole childhood would spring out. That's like so that. cute. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, anyways, I won't read out all the highlights. I just thought those were were so like fitting right yeah oh i know i wish i read it oh (laughs) i mean you still can because it is like a a pretty cute short story 
um, <clears throat> her relationship with Mason, like, is 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 not a, a big book, so it doesn't like delve into it. It's just sort of implies, I guess. Mm. But it was such like a nice, nice read, like how they were <clears throat> being separated, like by their their porches or their, you know. Oh, like, he was over on his side. She was over on hers, and like they were. Oh, I just loved it. You Sweet. you definitely should should still read it, I think. I will. I mean, especially if it's only, what, 40-something pages, so. Yeah. Uh, 38? Wow. Let me just double check. Yeah, 38 pages. Yep. <clears throat> and again, like I said, it was really interesting just reading a, a book that dealt so heavily with COVID. Mm. Because I haven't yet. That was the first one that I came across. Oh. And I know a lot of us are right like yeah like have you ever read a book that indicated anything to do with covid or social distancing or nope nothing nope so it was a it was a different it was a different experience and yeah yep that's interesting i like that okay (laughs) so another christmas book um big nick energy (laughs) i've been wanting to read this okay i'm excited to hear your thoughts on it (laughs) <laughs> this is by Morgan Elizabeth. Uh, it's number four in the seasons of revenge. So this one is when Connor Finch insists his one-time Tinder match, Shay, comes to his dad's house for Thanksgiving with her two daughters. It's because he refuses to let them be alone on her first holiday post-divorce. But when she arrives at the Christmas tree farm and ranch he grew up on, she meets his father, the crazy tall built golden retriever cowboy who tells her girls all about the magic of the stupid elf on the shelf. (laughs) Of course, when she later corners him and tells him thanks a lot for nothing and that she's way too overwhelmed to have to deal with yet another responsibility, he feels terrible. So terrible, he finds himself driving two hours every night just to deliver an elf, move him about, and create some Christmas magic for her girls. But what happens when he decides meeting her the way he did was some kind of Christmas miracle, and he needs to convince Shay to give him a shot? Okay, cute. Now that I'm thinking about it, I actually did start reading that, but Mm -hmm. only the first couple of pages. Like, she didn't even make it to the farm yet, or to the to the farm right um but i didn't continue reading it just because i i don't know why um yeah because i had to finish my other books first but yeah i liked what i read already like the first couple of pages oh, it was so i i bet that that like the rest of it must have been so good too i rated it three stars and i'm not sure why i docked stars hmm. but um yeah i okay i do remember some it was very fast, obviously, like mm-hmm. very fast paced. And that's not normally my cup of tea. He was like such a great main character, though. Like he just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I went into this book thinking that there was going to be like a lot of like ooh drama because she went on this date with. Yeah. His son. Right. Yeah. But it's not. Like, if you're, if you're not really into that whole angsty, you know, like, drama-filled, it, it's not like that at all. It was very, very sweet. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, what I read, um, I got to the part where uh, the son is talking to the father and saying, like, oh, no, like, we're literally just friends. Like, we sat down. Yeah. And, like, there was nothing there. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's. Cool. I like that. It was so cute. 
But yeah, like the the ending sort of like really felt rushed. It felt like it. I don't know. I just didn't like how it ended. Yeah. Mm. Wasn't a bad ending. I'm not going to like I'm not saying that it was just I would have liked it to have gone a bit slower. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe it was more of a 3.5. I won't, I won't say three. It was 3.5. We just like changing up our ratings here. Yeah. You ask me again next week and it'll probably be back to three. I yeah. Don't know. Anyways, <laughs> go on. What's your next one? Uh, my next one is, I talked about it on the last episode because it was my current read last episode. But this was, uh, if you give a grump a holiday wish list by Anne... Ironerson, Ironerson, okay, Enerson, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, so bad at names. Yeah. Um. So this again was a uh, Christmas romance novella. So another short read. It was only 149 pages. This is why I only. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, why I read three books because two of those put together is equal to one book. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> anyway, we won't talk about that. Um, I still read three books. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Should I have trusted my tyrannical boss when he promised he'd get me home for the holidays? Absolutely not. He gassed up his private jet and decided he'd be joining me so we could close this massive deal before the new year. There are three conditions to him coming home with me. My family can't know that he's my boss. See note above about him being a tyrant. Two, I will absolutely be getting a big fat raise. And three, he has to help me with my holiday wish list. What's worse than my boss stealing Christmas? Him pretending to be my boyfriend. Since he's faking being in love with me, my mom put us together in my childhood bedroom with just one bed to share. When the mistletoe comes out, I can't help but wonder what would happen if my hot as coal boss and I were underneath. Jack Sinclair is nothing but determined to get everything he wants this Christmas, and it looks like I'm at the top of his list. Mm-hmm. So, I rated this... Oh, I also rated this a four. <laughs> <laughs> I am a diehard fan of enemies to lovers, the one-bed trope, like, forced proximity. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> it does not take much to please me. That's all I need. <laughs> God. But he was like, so I know we talked about this last episode too, like he very much gave off Lucy vibes from the Knock Him Out series. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Um, Like he was very controlling, demanding, like everybody in the office like feared him, like basically held their breath whenever he was like walking past, Mm -hmm. like he just radiated power. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But yeah, it was like a very quick and easy read, honestly. Um, she like gives him a heads up for like a whole year that she's gonna take this time off to go home with her family, but yet still like he's like, Oh no, like nope, you're not allowed to go home. So then he ends up following her home and like they're working on like their business deal or whatever is going on, but like he full on used that as an excuse, like because at the very beginning of the book uh... It goes back and forth between both of their point of views. And he's like, oh, no. Like, he sees on her wish list that's on her desk that she wants to be kissed under a mistletoe. <laughs> right? So he's looking at that. He's like, um, no one else is doing that. Like, you know. So 
at this point, she was working for him for three years and just, I guess, like, the tension was just built up so much. Very, very good. Like, that build up up until, like, something happens, it was, it was good. Yeah. It was really good. Um, It kind of, kind of reminded me of not the Christmas side of it all, but By a Thread by Lucy Score. Oh. You would really like that. You've told me this before. Yeah. It's another, like, workplace. Yeah. But you need to read that one. Um, yeah, maybe I'll pick that up now that I'm, like, while I'm in here at Chapters. Um, it should be on Kindle Unlimited. True. Maybe I'll do that because I cannot go home with a bunch of books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just... I love a good workplace romance. Like... Was there anything that you didn't like? Like, she was a bit dramatic. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, that was the only reason why I kind of docked at one star. Because, um, like, I'm not very dramatic. So I was, like, reading this and I was like, mm-hmm. like just suck it, suck it up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I get that a lot with books that I read where, like, such a small, like, inconvenience is, like, this big thing that breaks up the couple. I'm just like... Like what? I think we're just we're just good. We got good genes. Yep, yep. I think That's so. all it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. It was really cute, like the way that um, like their whole family just like welcomed him in, and like being forced into the one bed. Yeah, and like, <sighs> like you know, <laughs> oh, like it's really too bad that we're not recording the video. I know. <laughs> my hand movements you're so expressive (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i don't know i really like this book just Mm -hmm. it was like the perfect level of cuteness spiciness the build-up like yeah it was good it was good (laughs) yeah i'll okay i'll put it on my list to read because I do still need some more like holiday, yeah, books to to keep that Christmas spirit going until the sixth when yep. we can finally do our Christmas <laughs> yes. with the girls. Well, that's a good one to do because it's nice and short, and it was like s- super quick and easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll be. Um, I don't know if you've seen what I've been marking as read on Goodreads. Have you? No, I don't really go on Goodreads. Okay. I live on it, which is unfortunate because now I'm going to have to change. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I can't trust it anymore. Yeah. Um, so I listened to, um, I didn't read it. It was the audio book of Milk and Honey. Oh. Yeah, Rupee Carr. Oh. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think about an audio book for that. It was actually narrated <sighs> by her. So it just gave it that other level of... I am obsessed with that. Yeah. Um, so, like, I had already obviously, like, like read quite a bit of those poems beforehand. I mean, they're everywhere for one. True. Um, but it was so interesting being able to hear, like, her words in her own voice. Yeah, I bet. Uh, right? Um, some of it was still, like, kind of... I find some of her poems are a little on the, like, cringy side, like sometimes it sounds like you're reading like a 13 year old's diary Mm, (laughs) sometimes but then she makes up for it by like some really heavy ones yep so oh my god i'm definitely not going to shit on her at all because (laughs) i rated it four stars 
I was just going to say, I'll throw hands through the screen right now if you say anything bad over me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I literally don't have anything bad to say other than just like a, that, just about a couple yeah. of them just sort of felt a little, I don't know, a little more on the mild, yeah, kind of cringy side. But and like I said, she definitely makes up for it in other poems. That poetry book is also, that's her first one. So a lot of those poems are like... Yeah super super old in that too because she posted i think she published that in 2014 2014 yeah okay so like some of those poems are even older than 2014 right they could have been from a 13 year old's diary exactly (laughs) right so like some of them are probably i think i still have some papers here um shut the front door (laughs) (laughs) from things that you've wrote (laughs) Quit while you're ahead, Stacy. You could be Burn the it. next Rupee car. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I have two editions of Milk and Honey now. Because um, there was like a, chapters had like a 20 year anniversary line of books that they did, that they published. And it was all like hard covers and like these really cool covers, mm-hmm. like the different colors. Anyway, um, so I bought this version of milk and honey and super pretty like it's pink and like you can see like the outline of her but it's in like a very cool artistic I don't know what type of art it is but anyway Mm -hmm. um and it's hardcover it is absolutely beautiful but I bought that because I'm gonna say this right now and I know people are gonna judge me but (laughs) it's only for my poetry books that I do this for I dog ear the pages Mm -hmm. okay I know it's bad, but it's only for my poetry books because I like to mark which ones, like, stand out to me a lot. So every single – so, like, my Milk and Honey book is almost all dog-eared, the one that I have home. (laughs) Like, not my hardcover, but my original one. You almost need to dog-ear the ones that you didn't like. (laughs) Yes, because I've had that for, I don't know, like, four four years now maybe, five years. I have no idea how long I've had it, but I've had it for a while, and every – big quote i'm saying you can see my bunny ears right now with my fingers um quote unquote uh big life event so like any big breakup or any like life move anything that like changes my life path honestly Mm -hmm. i think um i like to reread every single poem and see which one stands out to me then right so when i first got it i only had like three dog-eared and then a couple of months later if i you know every breakup whatever i so now four or five years later, they're literally almost all dog-eared. So I like going back and, like, looking at that and be like, man, like, that's cool. It's almost like a, like, when you do a growth chart on the wall. Yeah. Instead, your yeah. growth chart is your dog-eared poetry book. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, literally, how, like, if you look at it, like, from the top and you can see all the dog-ears, like, there's, like, it's easily 80% are, like, dog-eared now. Like, mm. it's, it's, yeah. But, oh. <laughs> She's so good. Oh, she so she toured actually last two years ago, I think, or a year and a half ago. She toured. Okay. And if she does that again this year, I'm freaking going. <laughs> On my noted. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that would be Yeah, I bet that would be <sighs> lovely. Um, so there's a TikTok floating around of like when she was touring and she was reading this uh this poem and i'm not going to read the whole thing out now so she says um i'm not a hotel room i am home 
I am not the whiskey mm-hmm. you want. I am the water you need. Um, but yeah. before she even got to the part where she says, I am the water you need, like somebody in the crowd like screams that out. <laughs> <laughs> and like she loved that. Like, oh, I just want to be yeah. there. <laughs> God. Uh, I think my favorite one out of that that book was um, how you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. Uh, right? How does one human, I mean, there's, mul- there's thousands of poets, I know that, but like. Yeah, up that a lot more than a thousand. <laughs> yeah, okay. But you know what I'm saying? But like, how does a human make words like that? Yeah. And like this one. If you were born with the weakness to fall, you were born with the strength to rise. Like, that's so good. God, she's so good. Yeah. I yeah. think I think this one, honestly, is my favorite, though, like the one that I was just reading out. Um, yeah. But I'll read the rest of it now. I'm not a hotel room. I am home. I am not the whiskey you want. I am the water you need. Don't come here with expectations and try to make a vacation out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, girl. Okay. <laughs> mm. Anyway. Oh, I could just sit here and just, like, keep reading out. Just poem after poem. Yep. Good God. So that was, um, I listened to that while I was making your hat when I was knitting your hat for, you for Christmas. Yay. I love <laughs> so that. So it was very fitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. My absolute all-time favorite Christmas book. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm ready. Yep. Uh, like it was good enough that it's a contender for my top of the year. Oh, it may not make it to my actual top, but it's it's a it's a good contender. All right. Uh, so this is "Wreck My Plans" by Jillian Meadows. It's mm-hmm. two hundred fifty pages, a Christmas romance. Uh, it was actually just published December first. So oh, it's a brand spanking new novel. I guess that's why I haven't. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it around very much. So it's like the tropes are kind of age gap. There's like a 10 year age difference between them. He's um, like brother's best friend. Um, It's forced proximity, only one bed. Um, And I I, I guess you could kind of call it an insta love, which again, isn't normally my cup of tea, but this was was excellently done. Uh, I'll read out the description before I just... Get all into it. Yeah. Lena's plans are simple. Surprise her family for Christmas. Don't tell them she lost her job. And most importantly, spend the week relaxing with the people she cares about. But when she arrives in Juniper, she discovers she's not the only unexpected guest this year. Her brother's best friend is back after disappearing three years ago without a word. Gavin has the kind of charm Lena has always been drawn to, but even though she's dying to question him about why he left, he's the kind of temptation she needs to stay far away from. Gavin didn't see this coming. His job is to design blueprints and build strategies for dealing with the unexpected, but he didn't have a strategy for the possibility of seeing Lena again. He's been dreaming of her since he left, but giving into his feelings would risk the only home he's ever known. Now try to be friends again just friends. But as the pieces fall into place about why Gavin left, staying friends is the last thing on their minds, and all the plans they've made might end up completely wrecked. Wreck My Plans is a sweet and spicy age gap, brother's best friend's romance, about finding yourself worthy of love. 
It features a quiet architect who only wears black, a sassy artist who's full of color, a small town of holiday fun, and enough swoon and steam to keep you toasty this winter. Oh, enough said. (laughs) Yep. I rated this five stars. It was very easy. How many pages? Uh, 250 pages. Okay. So it was a little on the longer side, but it... Still not bad. No, not bad at all. Um... It was a very easy read. Like, it, I just kept going back to it and uh, putting off our featured read to read <laughs> this one. <laughs> there was a part in the book where, <laughs> where she says, I'm pretty sure my brain takes a time out and fills with my favorite Lorelai and Rory banter from, from Gilmore Girls instead. I love that. So I loved, like, the, the references to different things, right? Like, it, um, I'm going to see now what I had... Uh, highlighted so literally five percent into the book um when i'm pretty sure it's like when they both are there at her family's home and like he just walks in and you know so it's like only five percent into the novel uh he says i'm desperate for anything at this point slap me yell at me grin at me anything as long as i get to see her face while she does it okay (laughs) Um, another thing that I highlighted, so I, th- I believe this is with her, either her mother or her, or her grandmother. Sometimes we don't know where we're going until we get there. For now, there are only two things you need to do. You trust your gut, her gentle hand falls to my stomach, to tell you if something's off. But you follow your heart, she lifts the same hand to pat my chest lovingly to where it wants to go. I swallow hard. What if it's all a jumbled mess and I can't tell what I want? Then you let the people who love you help untangle it, Mama says. Sometimes you ask your family, sometimes your friends, and then sometimes you trust the man you've fallen in love with to help you. That was, I just got goosebumps. That was such good advice. That is so yeah. sweet. Yeah, um, yeah. This, yeah. This novel just had a lot of really great moments. And of course, like, uh, neither of them want to um like accept that they have like feelings for each Mm. other because of the conflicts that would arise then because you know he's her brother's best friend and they work together and so he's looking at her like shit this is my best friend's little sister Mm. they aren't like i mean they're still like i think she's 30 something he's 40 something so it's Mm. it's high you know it's not like a 19 year old or anything like that which um another part too um your trauma isn't invalid because you think mine is bigger your hurt matters too oh i love that yeah like when she's trying to sort of like stuff her feelings down because they're not you know like what happened to her isn't as bad as what happened to him sort of thing yeah and i am so um guilty of doing that Mm. myself like yeah trauma just because something Yes, just because something upset me is not as bad as what happened to you. So I need to just stop feeling what I'm mm-hmm. feeling and focus on you. Yeah. But no, no, you know, whatever, like you said, trauma is trauma. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyways, I just there's so much about this book that was just so, so good. And I really want you to read it because because it was good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll add it to the TBR. <laughs> Um, it's got like a high review too. Like it's 
almost full four stars. Yeah, I was just looking at that too. 3.97. Yeah. Yep. 42% rated at four stars and 30% rated at five stars. Dang. That sounds really wholesome. I like it. Yeah. Um, I just popped open Facebook while you were gone. And the first thing that showed up on my page was Nicholas Sparks, his top <gasps> nine posts. Ah, we were there. <laughs> no freaking way. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go look at that right now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that feels so good. Honestly, peak, peak moment for 2023. That. Yeah. <laughs> that post. I still can't believe that happened. Like, like, shut the front door. <laughs> All right. Tell us about your next read. Uh, so I read uh, Resting Scrooge Face by Megan Quinn. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that was the f- free book that I picked for December. I think you said that. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's 80 pages. Very short. Hmm. Another Christmas romance, obviously. Resting Scrooge face. It was, it was decent. I rated it three. I feel like I need to, like, get away from reading the really short stories because I never feel like it's enough time logically (laughs) for like all this romance to be happening in such short amount of time and I'm just like oh that no that doesn't sit right with me seems almost creepy you know like yeah like that's where my brain goes Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I think I need to stop reading the short books (laughs) 2024 I'm going to do better (laughs) okay so the description After a bad breakup, Nola wants nothing to do with Christmas, especially in her quaint hometown of Bright Harbor, Maine. Infuriatingly charming and cheery, Nola's surroundings only worsen her sour mood. To make matters worse, Caleb, the boy who broke her heart years ago, is all grown up and still living in town. While doing her best to avoid him, Nola bumps into the local mailman, who gives her a mysterious letter. And when she finds that the writer is a fellow Scrooge, she can't help but feel her spirit lifting. Nola writes back to her new pen pal, who, unbeknownst to Nola, is none other than Caleb. When Caleb gets a response hand-delivered by the mailman, he's intrigued by the mystery sender. A friendly correspondence develops and quickly turns flirtatious. Although Nola and Caleb claim they can't stand each other, they can't deny the simmering attraction that brought them together in the first place. (laughs) Can these nameless pen pals write their own love story, or will they be too caught up with the ghost of their Christmases past to find a future together. It's pretty good. It was pretty good. Okay. It's just very fast paced again. Yeah. Because of 80 pages. I feel like for Insta loves, like, you gotta be, like, in a certain mood for it. Yeah. You know? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of really high reviews. It's it's obviously a me problem. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Yeah, I think I just needed to be in a better. But, uh, I think there's something about Megan Quinn's writing that kind of I don't necessarily enjoy as well. Did because, you read? Um, a not so meet cute. Yeah. And that one I rated at three star mm. because, yeah, there were some 
like miscommunication things, issues that I have with that one. And so I don't know. Just not your cup of tea. I don't know if I read any more of hers. I've got not so meet cute, resting Scrooge face. Yeah, that looks to be it that I've read by her. She has a lot. She has 30 books. So Hmm. maybe I just need to give her more of a chance. True. I'm not going to be too mean to her yet. (laughs) Don't want to write her off completely yet. But overall, I mean, it was a it was a pretty good like holiday read. Like my Scroogeness <laughs> felt at home <laughs> in the in the beginning. It felt and, like you uh, fit right in. Just, yeah, it was a nice like progression though because they do go from being like Scrooges and like you know ripping apart holiday traditions in their letters back and forth to actually enjoying it. Because of each other putting the other in a better mood, basically. Okay, cute. So, yeah. And I did like, you know, their their chemistry together. But, again, like, a lot of it was a miscommunication thing because she, like, really didn't like him based on how he broke up with her, basically. Mm. Yeah. But a lot of it could have just been talked about so there's that again yeah majority (laughs) of these problems could be completely solved by just communicating yep yep but yeah so those were my books other than the featured read which as i'm sure everybody has seen so far all of my tabs and my underlines i have some yeah. Some big feelings. You got some thoughts going on there. Yeah. Oh. The most unfortunate part of having, like, the physical book is my highlights. I have to actually go finding them. <laughs> Instead of just bringing it up on my screen. So, our featured read for this month was Wreck the Halls by Tessa Bailey. Our girl, Tessa. Oh, yeah. So this was 358 pages, a Christmas romance, of course. Okay. So, Melody Gallard may be the daughter of music royalty, but her world is far from glamorous. She spends her days restoring old books and avoiding the limelight. One awkward tabloid photo was enough, thanks. But when a producer offers her a lot of money to reunite her mother's band on live TV, Mel begins to wonder if it's time to rattle the cage, shake up her quiet life, and see him again. The only other person who could wrangle the rock and roll divas. Beat Dawkins, the lead singer's son, is Melody's opposite. The camera loves him, he could charm the pants off of anyone, and his mom is not a potential cult leader. Still, they might have been best friends if not for the legendary feud that broke up the band. When they met as teenagers, Mel felt an instant spark, but it's nothing compared to the wild, intense attraction that builds as they embark on a madcap mission to convince their mothers to perform one last show. While dealing with rock star shenanigans, a 24-hour film crew, brawling Santas, and mobs of adoring fans, Mel starts to step out of her comfort zone. With Beat by her side, cheering her on, she's never felt so understood. But Christmas Eve is fast approaching, and a decades-old scandal is poised to wreck everything. The Steelbirds reunion, their relationships with their mothers, and their newfound love. 
<laughs> so, okay. We'll talk a little bit, but then we're going to, like, literally nosedive right into spoilers. So, yeah. if anybody hasn't read this yet, probably just, just, just dip now. now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but if you have no intention of reading this book, or if you have already read the book, stick around. Yeah. Stick around. Um, Lots of spoilers coming. Yeah. Yeah. Based on your tabs. Yeah. Um, what did you rate it? I rated it four. Probably closer to 4.5, to be honest. Okay. I really like this book. What did you rate it? I read, I rated it a... three but like i need two different spectrums we need to come up with a different rating system for the two different types of books that we like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i agree right like me saying a three makes like it doesn't sound like it's a good book but it is a good book but again like i was saying earlier like i keep comparing my four star reads to my other bigger four star reads I don't know but i don't know wh- i don't know why i don't know what made me dock off like the two stars like maybe maybe the miscommunication trope i'm surprised that you it did not phase me in the least okay all right there are so many things that i don't normally like that are in this book but for some reason this book I just loved everything about it. It was really cute. Um, I know, like, a lot of people have issues with the third person. But this was a different type of third person. It was definitely uh, more, like... And I know there's a word for it. We talked about it before, and I cannot, for the life of me... I I should really do some more digging into all of the literary terms if we're we're doing this. Um. But, yeah, it's definitely more on a personal third-person level. Yeah. I do know that people didn't really like the perspective of some of it. Um, Like, there's the very top uh, review that I'm looking at right now. It was one star, and they DNF'd it at 47%. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's rough. I guess I, I can start with, like, what I didn't like about the book. Because I did bring it down to four star or four point five, I'll, I'll I'll solidify that a little better when we're finished talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, their names, Melody was fine. Beat, I could not. Yeah, it's just a little bit weird. Get, get yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I didn't like that. It sort of gave me like a weird ugh, feel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> somebody else rated it two star. Said this man's name was Beat, and I never got over it. She understood. Or they understood. Yeah, yeah. So I have noticed after reading a few of Tessa Bailey's novels that she does... I Is it only third person? Because the few that I've read have all been third third person. Mm, maybe. Maybe that's her, her yeah. style. But, like, yeah, I did like, though, how it was, like... Like I said, like, it was, it's such a different... Like, I've read perspectives like that. Or, like, write, like books like that uh, from third person. But, like, this was different. It was, like, more, um, like, each chapter was still kind of, like, dual point of view, but, like, not directly from their point of view, but from the narrator's point of view of 
their situation. So, like, <laughs> you know, like, so I still went back and forth. So I did really like that. Um, but I still kind of struggled still, again, with it being third person. So I think, honestly, that would be one of my full star docs. Yeah. Because I do find it still takes me a bit of time to, like, I don't know. It's like I have to turn on different settings in my brain when I'm reading. <laughs> uh, I went, like, the whole year reading um, just first person. Mm-hmm. So when I did get a third person, it was like a shock to the system. Yeah. Like, I I, it was taking me a lot longer to read them. But I have noticed now there were a couple other books that I read, um, whether it was last month or this month. Um, that were in third person as well that I didn't struggle with as much. Hmm. So I think I'm starting to get used to it again. Yeah. Which is all right. I So maybe I need to like do one third person book per month to, <laughs> to stay okay with it. <laughs> um, There really wasn't much else that I didn't like about the book. Um, I think she did a lot of it well uh, when it comes to the spicy time you know Mm, um mm -hmm. she really dabbled into things that were weren't your average like she sort of went out of the box a little on that like how so what do you mean so like his interests will say you know like it's not wasn't just a straightforward missionary you know she added some spice, like some sprinkles, and really tossed it up a little. I liked that. Yeah, like one thing that I highlighted, it was on page 67 in chapter 6. Uh, his thumb brushed over the tiny veins in her wrist. A little torture can be fun. So like that, when I read that, I was like, buckled up. I'm freaking ready for this. Like, because I knew shit yeah. was going to get a little bit, a little bit you know different a little bit spicy a little bit weird like i was ready (laughs) Uh, i think there was something that i highlighted as well that was a like a nod to what was coming yeah maybe i didn't highlight it with purple anyways but there were yeah like there was multiple different yeah little doorways (laughs) little tiny windows little tiny peeks into like what he was gonna be into yeah very interesting i was yeah i was like kind of surprised by the spice in a way um now i know like she can get she she can get pretty nasty like you go back and read um does it it happened one summer i didn't even finish that i know did you get to the part when he takes her on the boat and shows her his sleeping quarters. I don't remember. Did you get to that? I don't remember. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I can't even, like... <sighs> okay. Well, either way, she's she's good at writing some nice descriptive <laughs> scenes. <clears throat> so, all of the... I don't know if you can see it. The... Not really. The pink... And, like, darker pink ones yeah, are all the, like, spicy or hinting towards spicy or romantic things. Mm-hmm. So, oh, there it is. Uh, the part that you just, you just said. I had that highlighted as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
literally the next page says um he says no boyfriend to walk you home melody i highlighted that no he swallowed stop reading into every little movement he makes (laughs) i love her internal dialogue oh i just right from the very first page like she just i latched onto her i was just like she is my type of people yeah awkward and funny yeah and her reaction to um just like everything her reaction to um like the attention that she was getting that awkward like i don't really know what to do with myself yeah. so i'm going to cover it up with comedy like that is me <laughs> i do that oh i love that so much yeah she i want to be her friend um yeah like the first uh, in the prologue um she needed to think of something interesting to say uh, I was going to go with clear rubber bands, but Teal, Teal felt more punk rock. Sure, maybe she could cap that statement off with some uh, finger guns and really drive <laughs> home the fact that he'd gotten all the cool rock royalty jeans. Oh, God, her feet were sweating now. Her sandals were going to squeak when she walked. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved everything that, like, oh. her entire brain. Yeah. I was just so smitten with her. And uh, at the end of it, like, when she, um, when she, I think it's when she runs out after beat, and, like, she is faced with all the crowd outside, and she just, like, puts up her peace sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I love her so much. Oh, God. Yeah, Spice was amazing. The romance. Oh, but, like, during their fight, when his biological father's there at the Today Show... Yeah. And he completely... Oh, that's what docked the star. Yeah. Like, if he just communicated that with her, because, like, he already yeah. told her about the blackmailing. Yeah. So he should have just been, like, he he just should have called her immediately yeah. after that happened or just not say all those horrible things. Like, I understand his point of view and wanting to shelter her from that, knowing that he was going to blackmail her then instead. But, like... I don't know. Just communicate. Communicate. And like she kept saying that too. She was like, man, like just you could have we could have went through this together. Like you could have just told me. Yeah. Yeah, that was I was going to say that. Um, I'm glad that she uh, acknowledged that in the novel. Like as she was writing that she she knew that was so off character for Beat and Melody. Like they they seem to be so together, so in sync. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is our problem. Like that that sort of right so for him to just shut her out entirely like that like yeah i i like how tessa then wrote about you know like like that shouldn't have happened yeah but like i also like i get it like this man's has been dealing with that for like five years so he's like traumatized now but like the way that he felt about about melody like he shouldn't have even like (sighs) yeah i have two sections that i tabbed that made me like angry i guess or like just upset or icky like like that like literally only two spots one was that whole thing with fletcher fletcher right yep um and how he just like wrote melody off like beat did um so i i tabbed that as my you know i didn't like it orange is i guess just don't like 
the other thing was back on page 106 when she i think it's the first time she goes with beat to the what was it some sort of like event gala or something mm-hmm. yeah the gala anyways um there's the that blonde man that was outside um offered her his arm said may i escort you in my date has gotten lost in the wilds of the women's bathroom he worked winked at her platonic date melody yeah. really didn't want to link arms with this man not after he'd winked and emphasized the word platonic yuck yeah like, yeah like those are the only two things that i really yeah because i don't know what the purpose of putting that into the story was i thought he was gonna have a bit of a bigger yeah or at least like maybe he was just introduced to show beats um possessive (gasps) side maybe true true because beat really didn't respond well to him (laughs) getting all close to melody Rick, that was his name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. I was momentarily afraid that um, <laughs> that Buddy, what's his face, Fletcher, was going to end up being both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. Okay. I'm glad I wasn't yes. the only one that had that, like, terrifying thought that this was <laughs> where it was going. <laughs> Thank you, Tessa Bailey, for not ruining this for us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I literally, when they were talking about, like, that they were, like, sharing Fletcher, I was like... I had some severe PTSD uh, flashbacks to uh, the Mortal Instruments series, City of Bones. Like, I just, like, instantly reverted back to, like, my 13, 14-year-old self. And it just put me right back in there. <laughs> did not like it. Oh, God. Yeah, like, too... So I'm glad that she didn't do that. Too much was already done. Too much was already done at that point. Like, we can't go back from that. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's why I took off a star was just because there were a couple things that, uh, like, Beat did to upset Melody yeah. that could have just been talked about. Like, when he... Like, that whole thing in... Was it in the hallway when she was staying at his place? Yeah, when he tells her to, like, not let him finish. Oh, yeah. And and she, like, thinks of it as, like, rejection. Yeah. And she just, like, goes back into her room, closes the door in his face, and it's just, like, you know. And he's trying, like, he's saying, like, Mel, like, let me in. And she said, no, it's okay. Everything is fine. I'm just ready for bed. And he's like, everything isn't fine, Mel. She's like, it is, I promise. And, like... I just feel like that was so unnecessary of him to upset her like that when he could have just been more straightforward. Yeah, like communication. He should have just fully yeah. laid everything out on the on, like. If he obviously knew that he had, we call that a fetish. I don't know. Yeah, kind of. I think his was more like mental, like emotional damage, though. Yeah. True. Because he seemed like he was okay afterwards true 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 that might be spoilerish but yeah it would i would be if if that was literally something that you actually enjoyed not that you were keeping it from yourself because you think that you're too um entitled already like that that to me was more of a mental thing for him than true fetish that is true um but like he knew going into having 
like he knew going into that that he did this so he should have just been upfront and was like hey so this is what happens yeah don't take it personally Mm -hmm. yeah could have saved so much so communication god yeah oh (laughs) the um the one bed trope when is she is it when she's talking to her yeah trina oh my god that's a whole other thing too that we got to talk about yeah uh when she says we've got an extra room and melody says like only one uh and she said unfortunately yes it's a packed house she could feel beat's gaze on the crown of her head and slowly raise her eyes to meet it uh were his pupils larger than usual or was it a trick of the lighting melody wasn't sure nor was she sure what kind of night lay ahead of them but odds were it was going to be interesting and that it was girlfriend that it was yeah <laughs> i know i'm like all over the place with this but i just remembered um what was the funniest part of this book for you like what did you was there any part that actually made you like giggle or laugh or just there were a few but i can't i can't i don't like i i didn't like tab them or anything um but there were quite a few yeah there were a few yeah for me too like obviously I mean, she's very comical anyways, but the part <laughs> where she's playing um, whatever, whatever it was that she Bach. was in a league for. Bach. Yeah. Um, she said, was everyone looking at her butt? They had to be. She looked at everyone's butts, even when she tried not to. <laughs> what would make this crowd any different? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. She's so funny. It's it was crazy to see the difference between uh Trina and Octavia. Oh my god. Oh like, my god. They were in this like rock band together and <laughs> you would have thought that they both would have been like Trina, but yeah. Octavia obviously like like got her shit together or whatever. But it was just so <laughs> so funny seeing the absolute difference. And then when they got together at the end. Oh uh seeing octavia like kind of go back to that like hardcore yep like persona that she had was <sighs> just it was so awesome i loved i loved their dynamic and as shitty as trina was obviously as a person and a mother but there were some parts where i was just <laughs> i couldn't help but laugh at her and like kind of admire yeah her <laughs> yeah just in in very small specific parts yeah not the overall because she was still crap (laughs) yeah but honestly when they when they got back together i thought that was so wholesome like how they like octavia and trina were just like huddled in a corner like still like you know like gone back to like their normal selves and like just chatting away or whatever they were doing and like oh i just thought that was so wholesome i need to find the part when she shows up at octavia's uh, it would be one of my green ones. Maybe this one. Um, when they're there at um, Octavia's house now to tell her, like, when Melody and Trina show up mm. to tell Octavia about Fletcher. Um, when her house staff, whoever it is, comes in and says, I'm afraid uh, more guests have just joined or just <laughs> arrived, Mrs. Dawkins. Her, his mother's eyebrows knit together. Who? It's me, you old bitch, Trina <laughs> said, sailing into the office. Before you ask, no, you're not dreaming. I actually still have the body of a 22-year-old. 
And then when she says, Jesus, Octavia, your home is the official museum of boring. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Just that dynamic between her and Octavia just had me roaring. Yeah. I could, like, picture it so perfectly, like a movie. Like, just. Yep. Oh, my God. The way she calls her, like, old hag and stuff, too, is just. But, like, they're the same uh, age. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Oh, God. I honestly wouldn't be mad if she, if Tessa did write another novel from their points of view back <sighs> as the band. That would like, be so It would give sick. such, like, Daisy Jones and the Six vibes, I yes, think. Yes. It so much more, much more hardcore than what Daisy Jones and the Six would be. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. That is so true. I can see it. Like, if Daisy Jones and the Six is um, Fleetwood Mac inspired mm-hmm. i could almost see um steel birds being almost like heart oh. um that's the duo who does like barracuda uh okay yeah i'm not really you know familiar like i know barracuda but that's it that's just what i picture like i i don't know if i can send this picture to you but this was exactly who i was picturing for both of them oh uh, how do i send it to you i can google it Oh, oh my God! I can see that so perfectly. Right. So that was kind of my where my brain was going when I was reading their parts. You know what? Yeah, that is so funny. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So that uh, that's fun. So I would I would eat up a book if Tessa Bailey went back to when they were in a band together. Come on, Tessa. <laughs> Tell us what we want. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, so the Nerd Daily uh did a an interview with Tessa Bailey about Wreck the Halls. Oh. And they asked her if the movie were adapt or if the book were adapted to become a movie, which three songs would have been on the soundtrack? The Night We Met. And I don't know the other two, I don't think. Uh Addictions by Lucy Dacus and Mother Mother by Tracy Bonham. Mother Mother, I know. But I that's so cute. I love that song. The honestly, the main thing that I really liked throughout the whole book was um, beats and melodies, like connection, and how he just could not <gasps> keep his eyes off of her. Instantaneous, like when they were sixteen and met at that like interview thing. The way that he just gravitated towards her, like she was the only thing in the room, and he just right over, can I hug you? Ha, <sighs> oh, like, and still to be so, <laughs> to still be so magnetic too. Like how fifteen yeah. years later, like that's, yeah, so crazy. Like that. Oh my god, it was so sweet. It's like kind of unrealistic, but in a way, like it was still just like fate yeah like it was obvious that they belong together like that sort of that sort of feeling yeah oh was there any character that um like i don't know like what who was your least favorite character obviously fletcher yeah i guess obviously that's that's pretty obvious um uh another question for you do you get the vibe that there's another book supposedly about um danielle and joseph i was just gonna say like there's gotta be 
Like that, th- she seemed like very insistent on their little side story that it, to me, it seemed like they must be characters in another book. I need to look up. Okay. Tessa Bailey, uh, Danielle and Joseph, right? Yeah. Cause that was, oh my God, I love that. And then like when she found them in the closet. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Like there's a lot of comments saying like how intrigued they like people were about danielle and joseph how they want a book about them hmm. so maybe there's not yet hmm. well uh the main thing we need though is a backstory on the steelbirds because 100 percent. because even just um what is beats father's name not biological um Reed or something like that no maybe not Reed. um dang it but i love i love him as a person like he is so comical like how he's just like i don't know i just i want to know more about him rudy rudy yes i want to know more about him and honestly like that conversation that he had in the limo before they got out and he was like like you know like i'm your father yeah like, you're my son. Beat, his father said again. Yes. Rudy tapped an omelet cigar on his thigh, turning it over end by end. I just wanted to say, you're my boy, you know. I was there the day you were born. He ceased his nervous movements. You're still my son, right? I think I even, like, teared up a bit reading yeah. that part. That was really sweet. Yeah, you're the only father I need or want. In this case, a bond is stronger than blood. Huh. Friggin' true dat. Yep. True dat. Yep, I love it. Um, it seems like there's quite a few people on my friends list that rated this pretty decent too. Three people rated it five star. Both you and Ilsa rated it three star. Yeah, when I was getting my hair done by her, she said that she wasn't a big fan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. I just took to this book and just devoured it. I <laughs> loved, loved it. You took off running. Yeah. Yeah, there's um somebody else that's in the book club. And on my Goodreads, Megan, she said, um, I was pleasantly surprised by the spice, but it wasn't that Christmassy and I predicted the end. I still enjoyed this read, though. Yeah, I definitely did not get much Christmas vibes from this. Yeah. Like for how Christmassy that front cover looks. Yeah. Very deceiving. I should have made note as I was reading it. I should have had another sticky color of all the like Christmas things that were mentioned. Because I feel like it was only a handful of things. Yeah, 100%. Like, basically, the main thing that made this considered a Christmas read is literally just the fact that it was based during the week before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even then, you still don't get the regular, like, Christmas traditional, you know, because they were so busy doing this live stream. Yeah. That, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, I just found. Okay. Uh, Wreck the Halls also has a fantastic set of secondary characters, and I just have to know, can we expect to see more of a certain producer and cameraman in the future? So Tessa came back and said, truthfully, Joseph and Danielle were supposed to get their own book, but the storyline of Beat and Melody felt like such a standalone that I had to pull back the idea. They weren't willing to share the page with anyone else. Hmm. So that still doesn't really answer it. No. But... Maybe, maybe in the future. Yeah, because that only just came out uh, in October. 
Yeah. Give it time. Give it time. Uh, I definitely, like, I need to read more of Tessa Bailey's books because there's the whole um, series, the Hot and Hammered series. That's the Fix Her Up ones. Oh. There's Fix Her Up, Love Her or Lose Her, and Tools of Engagement. Fix Her Up, I've seen a bajillion times. I actually haven't seen that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm... I need to to read more of hers. There was one that I read, and I think it might have been the first book that I read of Tessa Bailey's that I really didn't like. Uh, I maybe even DNF'd it. Oh, um, what was that? Let me just take a quick look down through. Yeah, I DNF'd it. I couldn't even finish it. Captivated. Mm. I guess I'm going to have to talk about that one uh, for our year end wrap up because that was this year, I think. I never even heard of it. Oh, there's there's the one that I was thinking of. Mouth to Mouth is Beach Kingdom number one. I literally rated it one star. Oof. There's not very often I rate something a, a one star. There's a lot of these that I've never even seen the cover to. Mm-hmm. It really opens your eyes to see, like, how many books an author puts out. Before they blow how up. how many actually, yeah. Yeah. Overall, I would definitely recommend it. Not necessarily as a Christmas novel, though. Yeah, true. Like, anybody could read that now. Like, yeah. any time of the year, honestly. Because it's only mentioned, like, a handful of times. Yeah. And it's just as the date. Not even for, like, Christmas traditions or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Still a really good read. Nice and easy. I think I'm going to keep it... I think I'm going to keep it at 4. I don't think I would put it up to 4.5. Okay, we need to start specifying two different ranking systems. <laughs> we'll we'll work on that for the next, next yeah. video. Yeah. Next uh, episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I forgot to tell you. So I started it, haven't finished it yet, but I started reading on Hinge. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Because I was getting my hair done. <laughs> And Ilsa was talking about it. And anyway, so when I had, like, the dye in my hair and she was like, okay, well, we got to let you sit now for, like, 25 minutes. And she was like, what better time than to start reading on Hinge? And I was like, you know what? You're right. So anyway, brought up the Kindle <laughs> app on my phone. What the hell? <laughs> you have to what finish it. the hell? That's all I have to say. Just what the hell? You have to finish it. Don't DNF it. It's short. Push through. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Oh, my God. Yeah, that's pretty well what was going through my head, too. But... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I will finish it. I will finish it. I started, uh, I was reading some more of it last night in bed, but I was just too tired to keep reading. Mm -hmm. Okay, so our next episode is going to be um, the season finale. Oh, oh! (laughs) Uh, We're going to be talking about um, just a recap of our year. All the goods, all the bads. (laughs) Yep. And ranking our books. And probably talk a little about 
um, what we're going to be doing in the new year. In our new maybe season. make up some some changes for season yeah. two, maybe may as well. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. And we're going to be back together for recording this episode, so we're super excited. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't get COVID, <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you guys are going to be immune at this point, so it doesn't even matter. That's true. Yep, that's very true. Uh, so yeah, make sure to keep an eye on our Instagram for all of our shenanigans Mm -hmm. and rate and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you use because again that's what helps us get listeners oh reach more people yeah okay thanks for listening see you in two weeks Mm -hmm.